I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, we're back. We're back, bitches. It's Ooh. Brendan. It's Hannah. And Rebecca. Um, we had so much fun doing Shrine of Duty. We miss it. We do. Yeah, I, I kind of just miss doing this with you guys. Yeah. So we've come back for more. Basically. Um, but we've been away for a few weeks because we wanted to pick the right show, right? Yeah. There was a few criteria to meet. It needed to be a show that we're all into. Yeah. Yes. That we're actually sweating about. Yes. It's, it needed to be a show that is about to come out again. Yes. So we're getting closer to what it is. Um, and also just for us to chat about it each week and like have a bit of, you know the crack in between it needed to be a show that is out once a week and not one that like Netflix just dumps you know seven episodes we in one go we loved What If on Netflix but it was all there in one go yeah like I loved like, What If I, <laughs> it's so good I've watched uh, half an episode I'm it's the it. fact that every time she goes to her balcony there's a bolt of lightning like that <laughs> I'm in drinking her hand in every scene <laughs> also Dead to Me amazing The Virtues amazing uh, you're I've, watching Years and Years uh, oh I meant to talk to you, Hannah, about years and years last night. You, have you started it? So I've only watched one. No, I watched two episodes. And what do you make of it? So like I wasn't hooked, hooked. Okay. But like I could definitely see myself like on a rainy Sunday getting totally back into it and just binging it all and loving it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. But see, I need a murder. Yeah, you There's do. something wrong with me. Riviera has been one that I started watching. Season two just came out, but it's all in one go on Sky Atlantic. Yeah. It's very glamorous billboards around for that. Oh, and there does be murders in that. I've got <gasps> the last episode of The Virtues to watch. I'm going to do that this weekend and all of Black Mirror. Yes. yes. I've started the... Um, Andrew Scott episode, obviously. obviously. straight in. Yeah, I'm halfway through, fell asleep last night, but that's on me because the whole thing is riveting, so tense, so exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm running home after this mm-hmm. now. Only three episodes as well. You could bang that out over the weekend. Yeah, Miley Cyrus in it as well. It's yeah, very exciting telly, isn't it? Yeah. So after much deliberation... <laughs> as you can hear. War. <laughs> like much <laughs> war. We decided... It was a, a unanimous mutual agreement. The name no, also worked was. quite well as well. That's well, Yes. So <laughs> we decided welcome. that the next show we'll be watching together is... Big Little Lies. I love how you've done this whole like build up to this and we're literally calling the podcast Big Little Shrine. Hannah, Hannah iconic work. Came well up done. With the name. Thank you. I Big felt Little Shrine. I was jealous that Rebecca came up with the last name so I thought <laughs> so hard about this for like a week. No pressure on Brendan I was for the next say, one. The pressure is on. <laughs> what if Shrine? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So just in case you, uh, obviously we're going to have a lot of people that are Line of Duty fans, but we're hoping that. Well, we hope so. But I, <laughs> in my brain and my own like like perception of what this is, we're back to like my mom, your mom, your dad, and like a scattering of friends yeah. in our WhatsApp groups. Yeah. For this. I'm a bit nervous. But yeah, no. So we hope that like at least a couple of you are going to come is with us anybody on, this, out there? on this new journey. We're hoping that a few Line of Duty fans are going to be Big Little Lies fans. I think there's naturally people anyway and maybe we could convert to one or two. Yeah. Absolutely. But like who were you to say like it's the biggest show on HBO after Game of Thrones I think last year look at the cast like everyone knows about it. So if you're not a fan like we're hoping that like you will become a fan and if you don't know anything about it like very briefly uh, it's a TV drama it was adapted from a book and the first season aired in 2017. In short it tells the story of three emotionally troubled women in Monterey, California who become embroiled in a murder investigation. The first series was so good... So good. ...that Meryl Streep asked to be written into the second. No, I actually have chills. Oh, I hello. actually have chills. The, oh. So the second series is about to start. Before it does, let's remind ourselves what happened in series one. Rebecca. Hello, guys. Episode one of Big Little Lies. The first few moments of the opening scene, we discover that someone is dead. A murder has taken place at a fundraiser night at a school in the sleepy coastal Californian town of Monterey. The victim, nor the murderer, is revealed. So the mystery has begun. It's such a clever way to do a show, isn't it? It is juicy, guys. And also, can I ask, is Monterey a real place? Yes! Uh, I was <gasps> just going to ask the same question. I only found that out yesterday when I was Googling it. It's a real place. I'm dying to go now. So after we go to Belfast, we're going to go to Monterey. Vocal fry. I want to yeah, vocal fry. I want to drink like cold brew Starbucks. I want to wear a long white cardigan from The Gap. Yeah. And just stroll around the beach with my feet out. Maybe some Gorgeous. flip-flops from Banana Republic. Yeah, and then have like a harrowing amount of like trauma going on in my personal <laughs> life. Some some thunder and lightning. So yeah, so I googled Monterey yesterday, and it's a real place. And I thought it was Monterey because of the American accent, yeah. but it's Monterey, and it's in California. They one million percent say Monterey. Monterey. Yeah, it sounds like they say Monterey. Um, so flashing back to the first day of school, we meet the families of five first graders. Uh, Chloe, her mum's Madeline. She is queen bee in my opinion, but she does always be having a bee in her bonnet. And she's played by Reese Witherspoon. Uh, she's married to Ed. She also has a teenage daughter from previous marriage called Abigail. Um, and her ex is called Nathan. Nathan is now married to Bonnie, who is played by Zoe Kravis. And they have a daughter called Skye. Madeline and Bonnie don't really get on because Bonnie's, you know, very close with Abigail, the teenage daughter. And Madeline's really having a tough time coping with this whole situation. It's very awkward between those two couples, to be honest. She's my absolute favourite character, Madeline. Oh, yeah. She's but incredible, isn't she? Didn't Isn't this... Am I right in saying that Reese Witherspoon bought the rights to turn the book into She's this. She's the whole reason this yeah. happened. She read so, the book. Reese and Nicole separately both read the book and then they both wanted to get the rights for it so they decided to team up their two production companies together to uh, to produce the series and they teamed up with HBO. Imagine getting that email after you've read a book and it's like, oh sorry, it's just Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and Nicole Kidman and HBO. Like, and the book, so my mum read the book and so did my sister and they kept telling me to read it for ages and sure, the series came out. So I'm sorry, Leanne, I haven't read the book yet. Yeah, it's on my list. I haven't read it yet either. My mum read it. She's like, I'm giving it to you. You need to read it. And I'm, I I don't know why I missed it. I think I did what you did and watched the show first it and came out and haven't yeah. got around to it yet. And series two isn't from a book. It's just they're going... They're going rogue. They're going rogue, but but the author of the novel has worked, is oh. working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so she involved. does have... Yeah, she's involved because they're obviously her characters and everything. Um, okay, so 
Nathan's now married to Bonnie. I told you that. Right. Madeline's best friend is Celeste Nicole Kidman. Right. Absolutely stunning. She's a retired lawyer. Her name's Celeste Wright. Um, She's married to Perry, who's played by Alexander Skarsgård. Gorgeous. Oh, guys. Like, it's terrible. But I I obviously fancy the actor, not the character. Sorry, I wasn't going to judge you. I know. It's strikingly, like, so good looking, so tall. They're just, as a couple. So tall. So beautiful together. Now, can I just ask a question? She's gorgeous, but that hair, that's a wig, isn't it? I don't think that She had that strawberry blonde thing going on for a while. Uh, Yeah, it's not even the colour. It's just, it just looks like a wig. Yeah, maybe it's a wig. Oh, I love it. I don't know why. I Mm. I love it anyway. Okay. Uh, So they have twin sons who are beginning at the same school. On the way to school, after catching Abigail in another teenager's car and falling over, Madeline meets Jane Chapman. She's a young single mum. She's played by Shailene Woodley and she has a son called Ziggy and she has just moved to town. Okay. Ziggy's the coolest name for a kid ever, isn't it? So cool. Like, like you wouldn't get away with it in Ireland. No, Not and hope. He's, he's such a cutie. And I always, I always sadly do think of Ziggy from Big Brother, though, when I read out his name. Oh, I don't remember Oh, that. no, I was just thinking of David Bowie. Yeah, same. You know, I know. Yeah, okay, well, that just tells you where we're at in our lives. <laughs> um, okay, so at school, uh, Madeline and Jane meet Renata Klein, a powerful business bitch. She <laughs> is... Business. Like, lover. She's married to... Uh, I, what's her husband's name? Does anyone remember? Not, oh, I probably remember. I have it written down. Oh, we'll get, I'm coming. really sorry. We'll come back to that. Uh, and they have a daughter called Amabella. Not Annabella. Oh, Amabella. It's such a gorgeous detail to just show how ridiculous they are, isn't it? So at school, Chloe and Ziggy, so that's Madeline and Jane's uh, children, they become friends. However, in the episode, Amabella accuses Ziggy of attempting to choke her, which he denies. And basically, shit starts hitting the fan. Friend. Sorry, is there gluten in these biscuits? I've just recently discovered that I think I'm gluten I'm here pouring out my soul out of my homework and he's reaching for I'm a Fredo biscuit. Slowly reaching for a biscuit. <laughs> I just was afraid you'd hear my stomach rumble. Oh, do you want to eat no, one? No, we can hear the packet, Brendan. Do you want to eat one? No, I'm, I'm okay. grand. Uh, elsewhere in this episode, we discovered that Ziggy's dad isn't in the picture. We see flashbacks of Jane running on the beach distressed in a blue dress and we do not know why she has moved to Monterey. Um, Madeline is a woman on the edge between the ex-husband and Bonnie... <laughs> Bonnie and Abigail being BFFs, the drama with Renata and the petition calling for her upcoming theatre play Avenue Q to be axed due to puppets fucking and cursing. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca! That actually comes up in the series. And Bonnie signed that and then her marriage with Ed isn't in a great place. So oh, Madeline is... Oh, Ed. Steady Eddie. Love Steady Eddie. Uh, we discover that Celeste's happy, healthy, hot and steamy marriage with Perry isn't what it seems. Um, and we see the first scenes of of violence when the pair argue about Josh and Max being kept away from Ziggy in school. Um, he grabs her and gets very aggressive with her. So that's the first glimpse that we see at that abusive relationship. There's also a lot of scenes that show the lead detective detailing the injuries of the murder victim. And we also see the cracks beneath the surface in each of the families. It's bubbling and it's showing a more sinister side to the soft stunning town of Monterey, mm-hmm. California. I feel like this show is very rewatchable. So I watched it all last week and when you're watching it and you know what happens, Perry's behaviour, I feel like I, like I wasn't taking it all in no. when I yeah. watched it first. But when you watch it back, obviously it's troubling watching it the first time. It's disgusting. But when you watch it again, it's everything. It's just every little thing and they have little songs in and they have, they kind of lead into scenes that all just imply that it's him but you only pick up on it when you go back and I love that. His acting 
is I when I first watched it because I was a fan of Alexander Skarsgård I was almost just going oh he's so hot he was Tarzan I love him he's in this yeah. he's in that and when I rewatched it again I'm like oh I am terrified of you absolutely terrified yeah. from the first episode and I yeah. didn't feel that the first time around the fear but like yeah and it's not easy to act that seriously no. also Renata's husband is called Gordon Gordon thank you okay Sorry, Gordon. Episode two, right? We're on to episode two. It opens with a flashback of Jane running on the beach again in the blue dress. And we also see a champagne cork popping and some sexy time between two people. And we see Perry lash out at Celeste when he finds out that he missed orientation day at school. In the episode, he slaps her and pushes her against a wardrobe. um, And he then apologizes and and blames it on his traveling with work. Um, And when Celeste tries to get away, he squeezes her even more aggressively. And then we see the start of that, that toxic relationship that both of them have that it's that anger that violence uh, ends up leading to sex it's really twisted that whole relationship and their sexual relationship because as like he is really controlling and he's really violent but like from watching it, and she even does say it later she's like I think that I like it as well and she's like I think that I like that we fight because it's going to lead to sex yeah she says it and like when you're watching it the first time it's obviously completely out of control what he's doing and completely wrong. But because it leads to sex and they have this like really steamy relationship, it's kind of like this hot thing that they have. And mm. it's only when you're watching it again and you see how terribly the violence escalates or what's actually really happening when the sex doesn't happen afterwards or that she's actually terrified and he's so much bigger than her. It's then when you go back and watch those scenes that you're like, no, he slapped her in the face and shoved her up against a yeah. wardrobe. Like yeah. sex or foreplay or not, like that is not okay. No. Like she's tiny yeah yeah she's tiny and it's when you realize that her life really is at risk you know as we get progressed into the series that and you see how closed off she is it's all madeline jane madeline jane and she kind of pops in and out for bits and it's only when she tries to go back to work that you see that he's controlling everything that she does yeah yeah um uh, also in the episode Jane's looking for some accounting work and Madeline loses her shit when she finds out that Renata's daughter Amabella is having a birthday party and didn't invite Ziggy that was I mean my favourite big little line of this episode oh, is, oh, oh I just my dropped God. that in <laughs> so my yes. favourite big little line from this episode is one of the people who are being interviewed by the police because there's obviously a lot of flashbacks uh, in the series uh, he goes <laughs> this is my favourite feces are never far away from Madeline's fan and the party was like a vortex <laughs> I love that also Renata the way she calls Madeline Madeline oh I call her uh, Madeline no. oh all the time I just love the way she's like and Madeline it's like she's purposely pronouncing her name wrong what kills me is just Amabella it's so dry it's so ridiculous she just made that name up I'm sorry it's <laughs> iconic <laughs> cue the tweets and people maybe being like yeah I'm sorry daughter. maybe she hit the M instead of two N's on the keyboard <laughs> by mistake no it's the best uh, meanwhile Madeline Madeline is really annoyed and upset when she finds out that Bonnie took Abigail to Planned Parenthood to get the pill she complains about having to see Bonnie and Nathan all the time and that leads Ed her husband to question her devotion to him and oh. he asks her if Nathan is the one but she says she's just hurt because Nathan when they were married wasn't this like devoting father and husband he wasn't really in the picture really when they were married and now with Bonnie he's you know he's there she also says something like it's actually really hurtful she says to him sorry what's the new husband's name Ed Ed. Ed. she says to Ed oh you know he got everything 
Yeah. And he was like, oh, so you got the consolation prize yeah. or something. Like, it was actually it's extremely awful. And like, I can see her argument because Bonnie is so perfect and she's this yogi and she's like a size Earth zero. Mother. Earth yeah. mother is stunning. Yeah. So cool. Bringing her daughter to Planned Parenthood. But like, that is not, like, she just isn't into Ed and she just won't admit it to herself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's so sad. So Nathan tries to sort out the whole Abigail situation uh, with Ed. And then the two lads end up having this really weird conversation. Uh, Nathan calls Ed Mr. Sensitive. And they almost start scrapping with each other. Did you ever have seen it? He's on the bike. bench. Yeah, he's on the bike. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, elsewhere, Madeline visits Joseph in the theatre, right? I kind of, when I rewatched it, love the way the scenes just planted in there, planting the seeds. Joseph. The Joseph Ding Dong. Another. <laughs> A big little ride. Level. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very attractive. Uh, anyway, so she, she visits him and they were chatting about how they're going to fight to save Avenue Q and that Madeline's going to go talk to the mayor about it. She also decides, this is what I love. I'm like, take out the pop corn she decides to invite all the kids in the class <laughs> to go see Disney on Ice on the same day as Amabella's party <laughs> I love her I was like that's the level of petty I want to be yeah. she's so petty and she's so interfering and she's such a busybody that like I'm obsessed with her <laughs> I'm obsessed with her she's so good uh, and then at school Madeline's daughter Chloe and Bonnie and Nathan's daughter Sky try to help resolve the whole Ziggy allegedly trying to choke Amabella situation and they try to make Amabella and Ziggy kiss in school to Not try and like idea. make the situation better uh, anyway all of the parents get called to the principal's office and that doesn't go down well and then Jane seems to Jane takes that whole situation really badly and she seems to almost have like a PTSD kind of moment attack I don't know how you describe it but she starts bawling crying and that that is the end of episode two is is us kind of going hang on what what else what don't we know about Jane also can I raise the issue here that I'm not a teacher and I have never had to deal with 30 children under five but that woman am I wrong is the way she, she out, the out of control with Point the way she's who attacked you yeah. outside the school with, with all these maniacs parent. with every parent so I'm sorry all of the stuff that went on with Ziggy and Amabella and all of the stress that Renata and Jane had to deal with would not have happened to that level had that woman just had a private meeting <laughs> it, was... it is so inappropriate yeah. and I'm like I haven't really seen that much conversation about that online so I'm like look maybe I'm wrong maybe that was the right I'm like it absolutely was not the right way to deal with it, it was ab- mental absolutely to wasn't and you know when it kind of does get a bit heated then the teacher does go maybe this isn't the right situation and I'm like yeah damn right it isn't but that horse has bolted hon god almighty Madeline's up the road plotting <laughs> revenge who are you Renata <laughs> she's called Madeline I'm calling her Madeline <laughs> great we have this for seven weeks <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so that brings us on to episode three uh, Renata is obviously trying to throw that birthday party for Amabella are we sure it's Amabella no it's one million percent Jesus lads (laughs) Um, anyway Madeline is pissed over how Renata handled the Ziggy choking accusation and decides to throw her rival party she (laughs) organises yeah the limo (gasps) the champagne she really wanted that party to be good (laughs) also the soundtrack in this is really good whoever bridges the soundtrack is amazing and also the decision to intercourse um, the gossipy town folk 
like police interviews over yeah. the, what's actually happening is the <laughs> best. It's so, so good. good. It's so They're literally funny. throwing shade at every scene. <laughs> it's so good. So Madeline organises to take a few of the mums and daughters, basically half the class, off to Disney on Ice. A lovely trip with champagne, all expenses paid. Amabella finds out that at least six of her classmates aren't coming to her party and she is very upset. Renata on the blower. <laughs> Pleading with Madeline to get everyone to go to her party. She's erratic at this stage. Oh, she's like, like, I'll do anything. She's standing at the pool on the phone. She's like, I'll do anything. I'll even invite Ziggy. And then Madeline's just like, no, sorry. She's like, you can come after you go to Disney on ice. She's like, yeah, what time is that at? Yeah, no, we, like, we, won't, we, won't, we won't make it. And like, she's loving winding her up. And then like Renata says something to her. like She's like, you are dead in this town. And fucks her phone into the swimming pool. <laughs> And the husband pops out and he's like, Gordon, Gordon. Gordon's like, yeah, all right. She's like, yeah, grand. Do we know where Madeline's money comes from? Is it Ed? She's on the board. No. Oh, sorry, Madeline. Oh, no, So sorry. we know, yeah. And she said in the first so episode Renata's- to Jane, she was like, oh, I'm under she said I'm definitely one of the underachievers or something yeah because she only works 20 hours a week she just works in the theatre on the bloody beach yeah so Renata is obviously the breadwinner she's on the board of Of is it PayPal or or PayPal yeah one of them then it's um, Perry is obviously bringing home the money there he's some mad job she was a lawyer as well Jane is obviously living a very ordinary life but her and the limo the champagne bringing everyone to Disney on ice I'm like Ed works from home Ed does Ed has another job on the side though doesn't he yeah but he yeah but I'm not sure anyway I thought maybe I missed something yeah no We'll find um, out. We'll put an asterisk there. That's and we'll a do mysterious a asterisk. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, between Renata and Madeline, if it wasn't already, war is waged, right? <laughs> In a separate wigs. scene, <laughs> wigs. In a separate scene, Perry chokes uh, Celeste um, when she threatens to leave him. Sorry, Celeste threatens to leave Perry after he chokes her, and they don't have weird angry sex. So he just chokes her. So, like they're sitting at the back, and she's just like, "If you touch me like that again, I will leave you." And she gets up and walks away. Um, yeah. Renata goes to visit Gordon at work and they have very loud sex in the office bathroom. Oh, oh my gosh. And everyone in the office watching that like, again. like turning around for the Angelus and they're <laughs> <laughs> like at one point there was somebody like filing paper and she just turned the head. They were smashing they photo were smashing frames everything. everything like right? awards. I'm like that's my award. <laughs> right so I like I actually love this next scene right so it cuts from them moaning in ecstasy to a school meeting where a guy taps the mic and goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks for coming. It's the principal. <laughs> it's the principal. That's such a good scene. So well timed. So good. Um, Abigail decides to go and live with her dad after her guidance counsellor suggests that her grades are falling because of stress at home. Obviously, Madeline is Do you know when that. this person calls in Madeline and the daughter to talk about the <laughs> grades and she goes to Madeline, oh, she goes, oh, can I call you Madeline? This is what I wrote down. It's like my I one note. This. And she goes, is it okay if I call you Madeline? And then she goes, as opposed to what, Arthur? And she's like, <laughs> like her lines in yeah. this are just And then so she good. said totally like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's just a <laughs> <laughs> um, Jane gets Ziggy involved with more extracurricular activities and he hits a home run on his first try. Um, and then they they walk home and she help him uh, she helps him make a family tree that I he has to do for school. Mom. Yeah, she, I only realised on my because I'm rewatching it as well. Um, but I only realised on my rewatch that I recognised her for something else, and I think it might be The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, and she's yeah. in The Descendants with George. Oh, Clooney. and the Diversion trilogy. Yeah, yeah, she's and really what was familiar it, the secret to me. Life of Teenagers or American Teenagers. I'm not sure, but that she was in that as well. Yeah, yeah, she didn't. She wasn't familiar. The first, maybe she's familiar for me watching it the first time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the way I watch things. Brendan's broken. Can I actually make an admission here? So I'm actually I'm rewatching it. I'm only five episodes back through rewatching. Oh, I Brenton. think I remember what happens. 
in the end. Well, well you're going to find sure. out from Hannah in a few no, minutes. No, I'm not joking. I'm so bad. As I forget. As soon as we agreed to do this very, very quickly last week, <laughs> I went straight home and did all my I homework know, I and do, I've rewatched I'm only up to, I only mopped to five, five episodes. Oh, I watched it last night. But like, I can't. I'm the Madeline of this podcast. Here are you, Brandon. I'm fucking Renata. You're Renata. <laughs> Brandon, who's kind of like falling apart a little bit and doesn't really have their shit together? <laughs> Jane. Oh. That's me. Oh, I'm sorry. In my little bed sit. You're a really good mom. Thanks. Um, so anyway, where was I? Yeah, Jane is making the family tree with Ziggy for school. Obviously, Madeline is like, I'll help. <laughs> Ziggy gets upset when Jane says that he doesn't have a dad and she refuses to give him her, uh, his name. Jane ends up telling, so Ziggy runs off upset. Jane ends up telling Madeline that Ziggy's dad is a man whose name is Saxon Banks. She met him in a bar, but when they got back to a hotel, he changed and became extremely aggressive. She tried to resist, but he, uh, was afraid that he would kill her. The episode wraps up with Madeline crying in the car, oh, Celeste and Perry dancing around their kitchen after a successful couples counselling session, and Jane going to sleep with a gun under her pillow. Mm. That scene when when Jane tells yeah. Madeline and Madeline's like, okay, it's okay. And then she kind of just on her own, you know, when you try and process that, she just stops the car at the traffic lights or at the stop sign. Yeah. Bald and crying. She's so such powerful. A, she's such a good friend, isn't she? And she's such a diverse actress or actor. Yeah. yeah. I think like as well. Really and, and she did have to go off and process it because like obviously while it's extremely clear what happened, like not once did Jane use the word rape or say no. I was raped she yeah. she talked around it yeah. and I think yeah when, when Madeline drove off then she obviously had to sit down and, and cry so she yeah. cried and then she went straight into Madeline 101 into and was like I'm going to fix this yeah uh, which brings us to episode four Abigail moves in with Nathan and Bonnie Madeline is not happy she meets Nathan uh, to talk about it he says you're mental Nathan's an absolute melt isn't he like yeah I wouldn't uh, be mad no now and then, no, I think he's useless. This is uh, this was my big little line, even though I didn't know oh. we were going to have them. Um, so Nathan reminds uh, Madeline that when they were together, he paid nine hundred dollars to ground the house against electromagnetic forces because that's what she, you know, was just. She had it in her week. head at the time. Yeah, very rebshek, I think. I know. I actually think I'm Bonnie, guys. Sorry. Uh, oh, are you Bonnie? Yeah. Oh, doing the downward dog. <laughs> You need to cleanse your aura after that, Brendan. <laughs> um, Celeste legally represents Madeline and Joseph, who are fighting to put on their performance of Avenue Q in the school. In the most iconic outfit, but possibly it's full of the fucking season. accursing. So. No, literally, this is my big little line. The puppets fuck. We can't have puppets fucking in Monterey. Is that the mayor? Or is yeah. that Renata? It's the mayor. It's the mayor. <laughs> and Renata keeps laughing at all the silly jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Celeste wins her argument and after she does, she realises that maybe she wants to come out of her early lawyer retirement. There's more tension and more weird sex um, when she goes home. Madeline tells Celeste that she thinks she's found Ziggy's dad. Um, Ziggy's teacher meets with Jane, suspicious that Amabella is still being bullied. Um, asks Jane if there's any reason from Ziggy's past why he might be violent. Jane says no, but you can tell that she's freaking that maybe it's a trait that he yeah. inherited from his dad. That is scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, despite Perry telling her not to, Celeste has another Avenue Q meeting <laughs> um, and then she gets home and Perry gets violent again and he goes to choke her, but the twins walk in, so that stops. Um, Jane takes Ziggy to see a child psychologist who says that he shows empathy and that he actually could be being bullied himself verbally. And you can see at this point, like, Jane bursts into tears. Like, she's I just felt relieved. the relief. relief. She's I felt so the relieved. relief for her yeah. in that scene, seriously. Um, Celeste meets her counsellor without Perry. 
uh, to figure out how she can tell him that she wants to go back to work, um, the counsellor is like really concerned that um, um, that she's afraid to tell him. And she insists, she's like, I'm not afraid. She's like, but I'm just looking for a way to tell him. Yeah. The way, do you know, you know, after she goes to the counsellor on her own and the yeah. way she shows up to the airport with the two kids for waiting for Perry to get off the plane, that, that really struck, I, I just found that scene so upsetting because it was just obvious that that was her guilt oh, after telling, guilt. she almost felt so bad telling the therapist what had gone on with them that she ra- legged it to the airport with the two kids to surprise them to be like, everything's fine. Yeah. You see it in their first therapy session when it's the two of them. She actually can't speak. like. And his rage in his eyes. And it's only as the therapy goes on and on where it's Dr. Reisman or Reisman. It mm-hmm. starts to pull more and more out of her. And then we as viewers get to see more and more. And then you realise, like, no, this is a really dangerous situation. Yeah. Yeah. That episode then uh, wraps up with uh, more flashbacks. Jane having flashbacks to her in that blue dress running up the beach. And then also, I I don't know if we we see her or if it's flat. I think we see her learning how to fire a gun. And then she's also having these kind of nightmares where she's shooting as well. That's how that wraps up. Yes. So that runs into episode five. It's called Once Bitten and Jane. It opens with Jane at a gun range where she spots Nathan. So Madeline's ex-husband too. Like almost immediately rats out to Madeline that Jane was there. So while Jane reassures her friend that she only carries a gun for psychological purposes, Madeline begins to regret getting involved in Jane's past because it's just her thing. She's addicted to fixing other people's problems, not her own. Um, and kind of regrets tracking down the man she believes to be Jane's rapist Saxon Banks so meanwhile the drama continues for Renata she's discovered a bite mark on Amabella's arm but this time Amabella will not tell her who did it naturally Renata presumes it's Ziggy and the school principal calls a meeting with Jane Renata and Gordon now Joseph interrupts a coffee date with Madeline that she's having with the girls in that gorgeous coffee shop and asks can they talk and she reluctantly agrees and they get in his car because this show is like constantly high drama and nothing is ever easy the pair of course they're almost immediately involved in a car crash. Both of them rush to hospital. Ed does this really sad, like, dramatic run up the hospital yeah. corridor to Madeline. Absolutely nothing wrong with her. And then he and Joe's wife, Tori, become suspicious. When they realise that everyone's okay, they're like, hold on a second. Why? Why were, were the two, two of these in a car together? Yeah. Also, I do apologise. I think I omitted from episodes three and four that there was a frisson between... Oh, Madeline oh, and, 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 and yeah. ongoing thing I yeah. kind of think when and I originally watched those once at one point he said I've been in love with you for months now she slaps him across the face and then they do reference that it's been going on for over a year so they had a full blown affair and yeah. then they yeah. stopped um, and I think that's what's so interesting about her character is that if you actually look at her life on paper it's a disaster but she's so put together she's the mommy at the school and she just deals with everyone else's issues she and none of her own 100% yeah. So, back at Celeste's stunning seaside mansion. Oh, I hate this scene. It's actually one of the ones I found the most scary because it's when I think you really see... I, you've obviously seen it already, but it's Perry's really scary side. So he confronts her about why the twins' toys aren't cleaned up. Oh. Now, you could eat your dinner off the floor in this house. It's yeah. perfection. His wife is perfection. And she's like, I just kind of haven't got around to it yet. And then it kind of is sick of him. And it's like, why don't you clean them up? And you know yourself watching that, that yeah. it's like, bad move, bad move. Even though it shouldn't be. It's your husband. Why doesn't he clean them up? And he... Elizabeth, the plot results in horrifying violence from him. Then we cut to a session with Dr. Reisman. So she's now telling Celeste that she... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Believes she's a victim of abuse. Celeste is still kind of like denying it. And yeah. she's like, that's not the case. That's not the case. But after some time, Celeste admits that she has previously feared for her life in her marriage to Perry. Dr. Eastman urges her to consider leaving him. And just as the episode wraps we see a shot of Jane. She's headed off on a secret trip to confront the Saxon Banks who Madeline has discovered. He's actually Saxon Baker, but Madeline thinks Jane may have got the names mixed up in the night. Um, the abuser, her abuser and potential father of Ziggy. And even though she denied it at the very beginning of the season, she's got her gun. And that is the end of episode five. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get proper serious. Oh, yeah. yeah, like it's... Yeah, so we're kind of building up to the end game. And the whole time, the best thing about this show, apart from the acting, is the mystery. You are watching these detective interviews the whole time and we know there's been a murder from the very first scene in episode one. We still have absolutely no idea, no idea. who it is. Who it could it be is anyone. Or who did it. Yeah. And I think you're maybe meant to think it's Celeste. I'm like, is it Saxon Banks? Is it Jane? Is it, or yeah. Renata is it Renata? Madeline? Yeah. You could make yeah. an argument could, for anyone. Any yeah. Anyone as the killer, anyone as the victim. And I think that is so interesting. How do you do that and still hold uh, the drama throughout? So we're kind of building up to figuring that out. So episodes it's called Burning Love. So it turns out that Madeline has found the wrong man and upon meeting him at his office, Jane realises that Saxon Baker was not Saxon Banks, the man she's hunting. So Madeline then attempts to convince Jane to give up the search. You know, she's heard about the gun. She's heard about her going to find him on her own. It's just not a good idea. It seems that Jane just can't catch a break, especially when it comes to Ziggy's new school. And in this episode, we see Miss Barnes, the really annoying and useless teacher, inform her that a petition to have Ziggy suspended is now circulating amongst the other parents. They're mad for a petition in Monterey. Yeah, and that is like a case and point of one of the things that would have been avoided had that teacher not done a public shaming on a five-year-old. Yes, it's very small. Um, so at the complete end of Earth header and following another tense school meeting, Jane confronts Renata. The conversation quickly descends into a fight and Jane accidentally gorges Renata's eyes out in the school. No, like that was, I wasn't expecting that. I was shocked again watching it again. Celeste is back at Dr. Reisman's office where the therapist is pleading with her to set up an apartment in an event that she needs to leave Perry suddenly. The one thing that made me so sad about that scene, right, was the fact that I'm like, like 
that woman has the money that she can just do that. Yeah. As sad as the situation was, I'm like, imagine being able to just go and buy an apartment. Your ones like completely kitted out, fill the fridge, do this and the other, get the beds, put loads of kids' toys mm-hmm. in it. And I'm like, oh, it just made me think of all the people that that is Scanny. absolutely not an option. That are in that position and can't. can't. Absolutely not an option to, not at all. Not even can't do it to that level, just cannot do it. Cannot do it yeah. to any, any level. level. And honestly, the both times I've watched that episode now, that just sticks out with me like a sore thumb. It's just... I'm so glad that Celeste's obviously getting out of the situation, but you just think that is not feasible for 99% of the world. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So, um, Dr. Eastman also asked Celeste to speak to her friends about the abuse because it will give her a better chance when they go to court for custody of the twins. So it seems like the reality of her situation is finally sinking in for Celeste. Later, when Perry tries to initiate sex with her in the shower, she resists. And, oh God, I actually got really scared for this, but they kind of uh, turn it on its head, make it a little bit funny, and he fractures his penis. And the two of them run off to the hospital, missing the opening night of Avenue Q. I'd say Madeline was disgusted little, did she know? At the show, Joe's wife, Tori, confronts Madeline, saying she knows her husband was in love with another woman and demands to know if they had an affair. Now, I think Madeline does a really good job of lying here. I really fully believed her. Yeah. She plays dumb, but Tori's having none of it. At home, Madeline and Ed fight about their relationship again. His argument is that she's just not passionate enough towards them, and she just isn't. It's like a friendship. It's like I don't see them together at all. There's mm. no chemistry. Um, and he's so lovely. So if that wasn't enough drama for Madeline, we've got the whole... Abigail virginity auctioning storyline oh yeah that was yes um so just to recap really quickly basically Abigail decides to auction her virginity to make a point about sex trafficking with Amnesty International yeah and this obviously all happens when she's over at dad's house with Bonnie and Madeline's had absolutely had enough of life so she marches out to the back garden she's doesn't like, Madeline take does she take Valium or something or Xanax or something does she she's, she's a bit off her face at that <laughs> dinner in general and she's got on the wine and they're like she's like oh what's her secret project and Nathan and Bonnie are like well she's selling or she's auctioning her virginity she and she hits the roof. roof and she marches through the garden in her heels and in an effort to stop her daughter Madeline reveals that she's not in fact perfect and proves this by telling Abigail about her affair with Joseph. Also in that episode, Ed goes to talk to Bonnie basically about because they're all going to have dinner together, so yeah. the two couples. And I kind of sensed yes. So I think it's kind of obvious we're talking about passion and how Madeline isn't there for Ed and blah blah blah. So I think it's safe to say they probably haven't had sex or been intimate in a long time. Yeah. She's also having had having had the affair with Joe. She doesn't seem interested in him at all and Ed cannot take his eyes off but Bonnie. Way more well suited. Now I don't know them personally, but Ed and Bonnie would be a fantastic couple. Yeah. I'm making a and prediction. In the finale, he says something. Now yeah, Madeline we'll and Ed that. Madeline Ed and Madeline and Ed did have a quick gold go in the kitchen and then in the Oh Chloe walked in, yeah. didn't she? But, and she sorry. went to the fridge and then she was like, Oh, get back to whatever it is you're pretending to not do. <laughs> yeah, but also you. it was really clinical and it yeah. was like we better just have sex Which is and we the better same. so Madeline and Ed and Celeste and Perry and Renata and Gordon, the three of them, the, the, the times we've seen them all have sex, it's been really weird. That's yeah. a really good point. We yeah, actually have not, and the obviously three James. friends are in, and yeah. And Jane. So like yeah. we've not, we have not seen any very sensual, like lovemaking, it's all been with this like worrying undertone. Yeah. That is very perceptive. A1 Brendan. Is that a word? 
Perceptive. Yeah, it sure is. Thanks. Um, that's a really good point. Okay, let's move on to episode seven. One of my favorite episodes of any TV show ever, ever. because of the pure tension, the way it's put together, the writing, the acting, every detail. Rewatching it when we know we're leading up to that final moment. I can't cope. The, oh, I watched it three times. I'm sweating now. for this, Hannah. And you, so are you I'm because wa- you I'm can't watch remember. it tonight. I can't remember. It's what so happens. good, Brendan. Okay. <laughs> In the season finale, tensions are sky high for the main cast at this stage and the episode does an amazing job of building towards the moment we all know is coming, but we still don't have a clue What's from who on? or why or how. So while some of the main storylines wrap up here, we're still left with a nice little amount of mystery going into season two and I'm putting an asterisk beside Ed and Bonnie because I would bet my right arm that he is going to try and make a pass at her in season two. I can feel it my bones. Okay. Ziggy eventually admits to Jane that it was Max, so he's one of Celeste and Perry's twin sons who's been hurting Amabella this whole time. Jane meets Celeste and fills her in. Celeste chooses to deal with Max through love and vows to get him help because I think she realises that he's been picking up on the violence in the home. Yeah. Yeah. It may be more of a, you know, it's in his DNA, I don't know. You can make that argument, is it nature, is it nurture? But she deals with it with love, which I think is the right thing to do in that situation. And she's living Jane's fear, like the way that Jane feared that Ziggy had picked up up this violent vibe from his dad exactly Celeste that is happening oh I just got chills Um, Celeste in turn tells Renata that Max was the bully all along so meanwhile she's preparing to leave Perry the night after trivia night which the (laughs) the therapist is like for Christ's sake you have to go to trivia they're all they're all very keeping up appearances to the bitter end but she's like I'm absolutely going to trivia night so the big Elvis and Audrey Hepburn themed school fundraiser however Perry oh my god it's actually it, this is horror films level of uh, screaming at the TV yeah it's, it's he comes downstairs dressed as Elvis the nanny is in the house with the twins she comes downstairs dressed as Audrey Hepburn and she just is stunning and he has learned from a text on her phone from the cleaner of the new apartment that she has the second apartment and he makes some really blase comment in front of his kids in front of the he's nanny he's like man's tooth. he's like oh is your tooth okay and he's like oh uh, by the way um, the cleaner wants to know will you be able to let her into the apartment and her oh, face. face the fear oh. on and her I face. actually probably I cried a lot I have been a bit emotional lately but I cried a lot during this episode and I cried so much for you there because right at that minute it's the absolute like I'm about to get in a car with this man the only other people in the house are two young boys and another woman who's older than her and it is just the fear and she's he started seen her violence. dancing around then afterwards so if ever the babysitter was ever asked for any questioning say he did something yeah she'd go oh he was in great form he was dancing around he was fixing your man's tooth when his tooth was oh loose. it's all it's appearing terrifying. terrifying terrifying and then he's like okay come on we better get in the car and you're just like don't get in it no. but what can she do uh, he's just got complete power in every way so um, they drive in his car to the trivia night for what's probably one of the second most tense episodes or scenes of that episode so just as they arrive to the party everyone's there and the valet's there and you're like okay she's at the party she's safe. nothing can yeah. happen puts the foot in the accelerator and zips Speeds off, off the road the and you're like well that's it there's the murderer yeah. there's the victim yeah. gone so tensions are so high at this party because everyone's at it and everyone has a problem with everyone at this point so Madeline runs away during Ed's performance he's doing this gorgeous rendition of an Elvis song lovely voice yeah she's upset over the affair and I think she's just looking at him and the whole song is dedicated to her and I think that's when she just realises like I fucked up I probably don't love him I don't deserve him and he's such a good guy I don't deserve him 
so she runs out to the steps that we've seen her we haven't mentioned this yet march yeah. up every time every she time. goes to an avenue queue um, i love that looking back at how how important those steps are to the overall story and how they're in almost every episode we see a flash of those steps yeah. and it's always her marching up them and i love it because they're cordoned off so she's yeah. not meant to be going there <laughs> yeah. and it's just such a nice like um like note on her character that she's like fuck this and she's just under the yellow tape marching yeah. up the stairs every episode so she's outside we know from flashbacks to the murder night that it happens out there. So you could, we're like, right, it's starting to happen. It's starting yeah. to build. I'm like, is Celeste going to crash the car into the bottom of the steps? What's going to happen, okay? Um. So, yeah, so tensions are high. She's out in the steps. Madeline runs away, upset over her affair and their marriage troubles. To add a cherry on top, Bonnie then starts singing. Obviously, it's captivating Sorry. every man in the room. Oh, voice my gives that God. woman a record deal. Stunning that performance, and then Ed says that thing. Ed's very captivated by this performance. Yes, he says something about an erection. Someone says something about an erection. He goes, "Oh yeah, I do." I was like, "Oh, you're going for her in season two, my love." This is it, my love. <laughs> yeah. So Jane follows Madeline outside, and we now have two of our five key figures in place, building towards a murder we knew has happened, but we still have no idea who's murdered and no idea who did it. Madeline confesses to Jane that she cheated on Ed. Renata then arrives outside. She wants to apologize to Jane for how she treated Ziggy, having just learned that it's actually. Celeste's son that was attacking her daughter not Ziggy then Celeste joins her friends presumably to fill them in on the abuse that she's been suffering at yeah. the hand of her and husband she's been trying to get away from she really, for so long yeah so basically I did skip a little bit he drives was, off yeah, they say. chat for a minute she manages to calm him down really well done really manipulative it's okay and Renata's is the reason why she gets out of the car Exactly. Renata mm. kind of pulls her out of the car. They drive back in and they're going around the party. And Celeste is kind of bopping around. She's kind of like, oh, hi, hi. Looking for a friend, looking for a friend. She really needs to speak to someone. Then she kind of figures out that the girls are outside. So she gets outside. So they do a really good job of building the tension with the car scene. But then it dissolves but for a really legit reason, yeah. which is Renata. And she manages to kind of talk Perry down. He's doing this bollocks of like, you know, the way he attacks her and then it's crying. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. He's kind of calm Perry in, in the car then because I think he realised he's gone way too far. So she's outside as well. Now, I love this, and I have a pres- something that I've picked up on that I want to see if you guys notice. An eagle-eyed Bonnie is watching kind of all these figures move from inside, and she kind of cops. And I don't know how she does it. Women's intuition, yeah. sensing something isn't right, she follows them outside. Okay, we're back outside again. Perry has now walked outside. So you've got Celeste, Madeline, Jane and Renata. Now Perry. Perry's like, Celeste, still keeping up appearances. He's like, we're going to get in the car. And she's like, no. And I swear to God, I think Jesus. that's the first time she's ever shown a, a tiny crack in their marriage in front of anyone else. Yeah. And he, yeah. he actually cannot believe his eyes and ears. And she's like, I'm not getting in the car with you. And he, you can just see it boiling that, inside that, him. You, you can see you're like he's about to he's blow, going like, to hit the yeah. roof so he's completely falling apart but as he begs her we get a flashback to the night oh my god this is honest to god the biggest twist jaw dropping and the most like screaming at the tv tv bit of tv i've i honestly think i like no no i couldn't no ever watched right so you think it's bad enough so you know he's going to go for celeste attention is building building then we get a flashback to the night that Jane was raped and then it cuts back again to her face and you realize that at that exact second because Perry has shown his angry sides she kept saying I, I know hear look voice. at the goosebumps on my I know. arm I literally she look goes, at me remember in, in the series earlier she goes I need to hear his voice I'll know when I hear his voice yeah. Yeah. when he gets that angry voice she just goes 
it's it's the see it's the angry voice yeah. so she we realize him. um so we see in the flashback that it's actually Perry that was the man that raped her and on reflection we don't get a second to think about it there is Ziggy's dad yeah yeah and then it cuts back to her and oh my god her face and then what's actually nearly better than that right so she's staring in slow motion Madeline looks at her friends and then she looks at him and then she looks at her friend and then she looks at him and she's like um she's she like, puts two and two together yeah, she knows so then if that isn't good enough I'm literally nearly crying reading this fucking Celeste looks at Madeline and is like and then one look at Jane one look back at Perry and she's like oh there's not a word said about it they all know not a word fucking said and then he realises the game is up yeah it's over and uh, poor Renata doesn't have a clue what's going on but she obviously knows that something awful has happened he realises the game is up and he completely goes for Celeste next thing we see police lights we hear tears we see party goers giving interviews to cops and we see Celeste being examined by a paramedic right so we know then that it's not her we know then that it's not her but this is there's nine minutes left in the series and we still do not know who's been murdered Mm -hmm. I love the way they did that um, and it's a few more minutes before we see Perry's body. They kind of walk a detective in. They show a few more shots. They walk them down, down, down. And then you're looking at the steps for ages and the, te- the detective goes, God, no, no, no. And then you look down and you're like, thank God it's Perry. Thank God yeah. it's not Jane, Renata, Bonnie, Ed, anyone else that we've been following for the whole season. So the shot fades. We see all of the women during their police interviews. Later we get flashes of Perry's funeral and then my favourite scene of the series. No dialogue, just Celeste, Jane, Renata, Madeline and Bonnie playing on the beach with their children. It seems like the show is going to end there and I think they absolutely could have ended it there. Yeah. And season two will be the big reveal of who murdered Perry, but no. And I love this. So as the waves crash into the rocks, so they're on the sea, as the waves crash into the rocks, the music builds and they start to flash back to trivia nights. Mm -hmm. And we see Perry attacking Celeste and it's the worst attack so far. It's disgusting. Like she's on the ground. Oh, he wants her. He he actually... He would have killed her. He would have killed her. Yeah. Madeline, Jane and Renata try to stop him. It's so scary. It's so violent. But he's actually too powerful. Like they're losing. Like she's going to be kicked to death like it's disgusting they can't fend him off it looks completely hopeless even though we know it's not it still hasn't taken away no how the pressure of that, that situation was. until bonnie flies down the stairs trails behind um pushes him so it was her all along then looking down did you notice this yes yeah so looking down the steps of perry's dead body bonnie like goes like this and she grabs her neck and then it cuts to the beach and all five women are lined up in a row and they're looking out at the sea and just real subtly she just grabs her neck again and that to me said she has some past experience with mm. abuse because she picked up on it she was she was quick enough to murder Perry now I don't think there was much of a choice you no, could make that just, argument it was fight she or flight she just, yeah. she just shoved she him she just shoved him and I just think the neck thing I just think that we're yeah. going to learn body, a bit about that there did you notice there was a spike coming out of his neck oh I didn't I thought I it was I don't just, know if I just yeah and I was like maybe well, that Probably broke his neck on the steps and Probably. it might be a bone. It just, lo- it just, I was a bit like, oh, I didn't notice that before. Yeah, like, yeah but there's know? two beats there on the beach and on the night and I'm like, that's going to come back oh, up yeah. for sure. So the women all tell the police that Perry fell accidentally during a fight. However, someone doesn't believe them. They are being watched. The last shot of the series shows our five protagonists being watched through a pair of binoculars. The end. The binoculars. I hadn't noticed that the first time. That'll be Meryl. The binocs. Yeah, Q Meryl. So <laughs> imagine it was Meryl. one of the best TV series finales 
of all time. Incredible. Like, I was bawling last night watching it. Bawling. I'll so be bawling tonight. You'll be bawling You send us a voice note and we'll play it in the next week's episode. <laughs> I will. Yeah, do. Um, so can I just ask a question? Jane genuinely didn't know it was Perry. But she obviously moved to Monterey because yes. Monterey is where it happened initially. No, I, no, she no, because when she no. was speaking. So why why is she in Monterey? We don't we that's we still, don't know that's still. Yeah, she says she was living with her parents and she just needed a fresh chance. And they all go back to that school that they, those kids go to is a public school. Yeah. yeah, but it's like look at trivia night. Look at everything they have. It's yeah. private school education, so it's meant to be a really good school district. And Madeline says that, and she says that, and they kind of leave it at that. But I think there's a deeper connection. Yeah, or did there she? Has know something that maybe he was from there or and that led yeah. her to want to almost Unless, find out did she was. know it was him and she just told Madeline no. a, a fake name that reveal no way I, and the yeah. fact that she drove up to the Saxon Baker guy yeah. I think she picked up on it and I think all of these including his face yeah. all of these memories were really really deep down in her and it all only came out that night so maybe it'll come up that she it, went there she heard him say something or and then saw a bank yeah. or it, subconsciously. It yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a total it's it's so no. well done when you when you obviously we know now that Perry was her attacker, but when you're watching the series, you're like, geez, no one actually has met really knows Perry at all because he's always way with work. Yeah, because two of the big things he's annoyed about Celeste over is she doesn't bring him to the first day of school. Yes. Which is a is a plot point because he would have met Jane at that yeah. point as well, but it also adds to reasons he's violent. She thinks he he thinks she's keeping like the twins and their school life a little Away. separate. Um. So yeah, that's really interesting. I'm really interested to see what they do with the fact that Celeste's sons and Jane's son are now half bro half brothers. Half brothers. Yeah. And yeah. Celeste and Jane are going to have to deal with that as well. They were both abused by the same man. Yes. Yeah. So season two now, right? So it's all kicking off on Sky Atlantic. I know in America it's airing on, is it airing on Sunday night in America? Does anyone know? I'm not sure. And then it airs at 2am, I think on Monday. So we'll be watching it on Monday night, uh, our our time. Um, So season two, all of our favourites are back and they're now known as the Monterey Five. So Reese, Nicole, Monterey Five, Shailene, Laura Dern, who's Renata and uh, Zoe Kravis, Adam Scott, who's Ed, James Tupper, who plays Nathan and Gordon Klein, who's played by Jeffrey Nordling. They're all back. Um, and Reese and Nicole are returning as executive producers. Um, and the big one is that Meryl Streep oh. requested to join the cast. And she's playing Celeste's mother-in-law, a.k.a. Perry's mum. And she's called Mary Louise Wright. Other newbies, Bonnie's mum, isn't it? Oh. Uh, Elizabeth, she's played by Crystal Fox. And second grade teacher, Michael Perkins, who is uh, played by actor Mo McRae. Um, well, let's hope he does a better job than the last one. <laughs> yeah, no, geez, not that hard. And then there's a new director this season. So Ooh. Andrea Arnold is taking over from Jean Marc Vallier. Jean Marc. Jean Marc. Jean Marc. Okay, um, so all the gals. I'm so ready I, to go. I read in a Radio Times uh, article earlier. Rebecca, that do you? You just, oh, I did you my just said I read in the Radio Times and you actually just flicked your hair. Oh, yeah. No, because guys. Loves I've the done Radio an essay Time. on this and I love the Radio Times. Uh, so the, the writer said season one was all about hiding secrets, season two is all about secrets unraveling. Right. We're going to find out about Bonnie's past, calling it now with the mom and everything coming into it. Definitely. Bet now, it's a dad issue. Have you read the official synopsis for season two? I haven't. HBO released it. Right? All I know is those stills that we saw when they started filming that um, Reese has been throwing an ice cream fucking an ice cream at Meryl Streep's head (laughs) iconic is not imagine opening the script and seeing 
you know, the direction is you have to throw a uh, 99 at Meryl Streep. And apparently head. Meryl Streep's character is always throwing shade at the most of the oh, season. She's I like, she's like, you're really small. Oh. She's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the official synopsis from HBO. The darkly comedic drama will continue to explore the malignancy of lies, the durability of friendships, the fragility of marriage, and of course, the vicious ferocity of sound parenting. Multiple characters will be dealing with Perry's death and the prospect of moving past a life-altering event. In short, things could get messy. I can't. I can't wait. Like, you just know that actually probably, like, we haven't got a clue, but probably only a couple of episodes into season two, like, Perry's murder is probably not going to be the big deal at all. No, I hope like, there's more drama in the school. The drama. Oh, and how they're all going to deal with it, because they're all keeping this secret from all of their families, and their families were already a bit messed up already. And, like, it. how is Renata going to be with Celeste and her kids? No, also. Because he's the one that was... Madeline's going to be... Oh, guys, Renata as well. I've, I've I've done a bit of reading. Apparently, Renata's coming into some legal troubles in this series as well. I saw her in a courtroom in a flash in one of the trailers. And oh, she's I wonder will Celeste be helping her? I mean, we could see a bit more of that. So, have Celeste you guys outfit. watched all the teasers and everything? No. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to do a synopsis? Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, this is the first teaser. <laughs> I was hoping you'd I ask. I was hoping you'd ask. Uh, so the first teaser release shows the five women trying to deal with the mounting suspicion surrounding Perry's death. We're kidding ourselves if we think people will stop talking, Celeste says. Some random lad comes up to Jane on the beach and he says if she's asking her if she's one of the Monterey Fives, they're known as the Monterey Five now. I want to be in the Monterey the Five. Same. Leading her to feel like they all have scarlet letters on their back, as she says. It's a bit like Chicago. You know, he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's such a good song. Oh my God, I hope they do that this year Joseph putting on Chicago in the school oh my god I'd be That's there their play that. Chicago <laughs> uh, we see Bonnie really struggling to deal with the events of Trivia Night and what she calls the lie um, there's loads of tense stares in the trailer then we see and hear Meryl Streep's character who says my son is dead I want to know what happened that night then she's seen she's another scene blood. oh yeah saying to Madeline she goes I'm very tempted to ask you but I don't think I would get the truth would I so she is on a mission. She wants to like preserve the that her son was this lovely, honourable man and she doesn't want to hear what, what he was doing. I'm nervous that there isn't any proof as well to to go up against that. Do you know what I mean? So then there's a full trailer. So DNA that was just test. the teaser. Well, yeah. That teaser came out in like, I think it was April or March. There's a full trailer then and that kind of sees Madeline with the bee in her bonnet. It's a beehive at this stage. She's throwing shade at Warren who's the principal of Otter Bay <laughs> Elementary which is like, it's actually hilarious. She's full on like going for him. Uh, we see all the mums at some sort of disco party. Celeste is heard telling her therapist that she still feels responsible for the accident while Bonnie is heard saying it's going to get us it's going to get us all to which Madeline replies what are you talking about and Bonnie goes the lie this detective is just trying to put the pressure on us so that one of us breaks and then we hear the iconic Meryl say you don't believe my son just slipped and then Jane is heard asking Ziggy Jane says that Ziggy knows that she's lying to him that he's lying you know what I mean like Ziggy knows that Jane is hiding something yeah he's so and elsewhere Madeline tells the others I can just see the damage it has done and it's eroding all of us and then we see Meryl, a.k.a. Mary Louise, talking to Celeste about how she wants answers. And Celeste is like, I gave you answers. But Mary Louise snaps back and she says, yes, but you left things out, didn't you? You were planning to leave him and you learned of his infidelity 10 seconds before he died. So oh she's like... In only the way that Meryl can like 
delivered deliver those lines I can't oh. believe it's we're like going a to mousy Miranda Priestly though she's like this kind of she looks like this timid woman but then she's spitting out the lines like they're like sharp objects we are going to be watching a TV show with Meryl Streep Reese yeah. Witherspoon Nicole Kidman Shailene Woodley and Zoe Kravitz I can't wait like what the hell apparently Shailene Woodley Jane has a, a new love interest in this series played by Douglas Smith that's not the fella from the ca- coffee shop no. Remember she she brought him oh, to trivia yeah, nights. Yeah. He was lovely. Oh, he didn't get looking. There was too much going on. And then what else? Oh yeah, Meryl Streep's character apparently moves in with Celeste. And uh, TV Line did a review of the series, and they say, "Savor this while it lasts, folks. This is as good TV gets." Oh um, my god! Okay, well um, there you go. Well. Now there there was a spoiler revealed. No. Nicole Kidman revealed the spoiler don't, at the premiere. Don't want to know. I want to know. Whisper it to me. Do you want to leave the room? The drama. Get the out. Drama. Out you get, Renata. <laughs> so uh, they how went to the... Wait, how do I know when to come back in? I'll just, I'll we'll just back knock on you. the door. So uh, they had like the premiere for the whole series. Yeah. To, uh, maybe last week. And I need to look at what everyone wore. Nicole Kidman. Oh, they all look stunning. And Reese Witherspoon's chopped her hair. She's got a really nice bob at the moment. Anyway. Uh, what, the... Nicole Kidman was being interviewed by someone and basically I'm just going to read out this article because it's like Did she do this by accident? Uh, Oh, completely by accident. So she was asked about it at the premiere in New York and according to People when she was asked about her relationship with fictional husband Perry Alexander Skarsgård she let out something really juicy by accident. She responded he was the most incredible acting partner and then he came back for season two. (gasps) Okay, so we obviously all know that he died at the end of season one after being pushed by Bonnie, but I reckon some seriously amazing flashbacks Flashback. are in store of him and his mum, like Meryl Streep. And we know how good this show is that flashbacks are like interweaving timelines, interweaving stories. And it's also going to be really interesting to see if he is back. I don't want to call Brendan back in just yet. Is that hurt people hurt people and he became that some people are born evil but he he became that uh, that aggressive abuser you know something must have happened to him surely that well he, Meryl Streep's staying in Monterey by herself there's no husband around so so we I think we might find out more about Perry's character through like getting to know his mum in the series basically yeah I couldn't so agree more so it's gonna be it is gonna be juicy I'm just gonna grab Brandon Hyde. oh here he is dramatically stormed off into a corridor welcome back Hi, Brandon I found a chocolate outside Oh, thank God. He was starving over here. So, guys, um, will we wrap this up? It's nearly midnight. Absolutely. It's nearly midnight. Um, so, it's going out in Sky Atlantic at 2 a.m. And it's going to be uh, out, yeah, out Monday at 2 a.m., right? And then we'll see a repeat at 9 p.m. on Monday night. So, get, get the season record on. Perfect. They're doing a Game of Thrones on it, basically. And, like, if you haven't seen it yet and you've enjoyed this, you can watch seven episodes between now and then. Oh, Says yeah. me, who oh, only did five. You'll watch seven episodes in seven hours. Like, yeah. it's that... That's how I did it the first time I watched it and that's why I did it really fast and I think I just need to take my time. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I've appreciated it a bit more the second time around because we I spread it out over a couple of days. I was watching it as it came out and I was sweating for the next episode. It's phenomenal. It's going to be, and your man's right, this is as good as TV gets. Yeah, this we're back into the era of golden television era now. Cannot wait for it. Can't wait to find out what that spoiler is. Do I find out the spoiler in episode one? Probs. Okay. It's not It's not going to ruin the series okay. for you. It's, Grant, yeah, but yeah. you will see. That's something for me to learn, isn't it? Uh, if yes. you want to join in the chat with us, you can find us at Shrine Pod on Instagram and on Twitter where Shrine Pod on Facebook as well and if you want to email us shrinepod at gmail.com we'll talk to you next Thursday yes this has been the very first episode of Big Little Shrine oh let's go for a big little pint oh 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.